0: And the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah. Go Cowboys. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah. And um, so much for that. It's time for the break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break with Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Friday, December 9th, 2022, season 18, episode number 87. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life, and that's WBC Mortgage Studios. At The Star, we're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And before We get started today because today we're going to wrap up everything, get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Texans. I do need to quickly say a belated birthday on air to our very own Amber Garcia. Mm, We missed the birthday yesterday, but I got to say it publicly. Happy birthday, my friend.
2: Wait a minute. I thought you were the ninth. I thought it was today.
3: No,
2: 8. 8. But oh, jeez, I worked with you yesterday. I was walking <laughs> in here with the thought it was on the ninth.
1: <laughs> it happens, Brian. Don't feel bad. No, serious. Mine, mine's yeah. Monday. Right. That's why, because like, I know yeah. that,
2: and then yeah. I think Mickey's is like Mickey, the day Mickey, before. Uh, Hellman We're,
1: is next week on the 14th. 14th. Yeah, yeah we used to have all a run, run together. Yeah.
2: when uh, our boss used to take us all to, remember we used to all go to, like, <laughs> <laughs> we go Tonight eat. Now this is back on me. Yeah, he's back on me. No, remember he used to like, okay, we used to do birthday things. We did. The
3: December celebration. Yeah, and yeah. then all of us in that
2: one week. I thought your birthday was today.
3: No, and, you know, there was an opportunity for me to say something because you were like, oh, why are you dressed this way? Why are you... So-? like and, and I'm just not one to go around and announce my birthday. Announce your own yeah, birthday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even then, I still haven't even posted anything of pictures or any kind on yeah. social Dang media it. yet. So. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I swear birthday. I was going to say something. weekend, well, free- birthday week. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Monday? Monday. Monday, right, yeah. 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 But yeah. go ahead and forget it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> no, wait till Tuesday. Just tell him happy birthday on Tuesday. That worked. Damn, <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I swore. I was like, I know Ambar's birthday's coming up. Because, again, it was all the row. It was you, Mickey, me, and then Hellman. Yeah. We're all, yeah, okay. Big one all for Mickey
4: together. coming up. Yeah, it is.
2: What is it, we, 70? Yes, sir. Up yeah. there. Turned 59 on Monday. Nice.
5: Woo. Yeah.
1: Big birthdays. Big birthdays. <laughs> Big All right. Year. What am I But doing? happy birthday, thank you, Amber. Thank you. All right. So let's jump in. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about Tyron Smith. Uh, he has returned to practice this week. What are we hearing about how he's looking and when possibly fans might be able to get a chance to see him play in a game?
4: Um, I think he's... I, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but I think I do think they're kind of getting him ready. Uh, The twenty-one day window has been opened with him this week, so he can come back this game if they, you know, if they have the roster spot or how how they how they do it. But I think they're kind of ramping him up, and sounds like there was a, you know, they're trying to do that. They're they're trying to do that and and give him, you know, some one-on-one reps. Um, uh, Sounds like him and Tack McKinley had had a pretty good run spirited there. spirited um and you know with every competition there's a winner and i think tyron was the winner is from what yeah. it sounds like so a couple people
1: have uh mentioned
4: that uh that, yeah. that was the case yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very uh a dominant he's
3: looking, around, he's looking pretty good yeah that's spe- a good way to put it i'll, I'll yeah. speak on what was open to the media and people everybody that was out there shooting video and things like that, he's moving around like he didn't just go through what he just went through. Mm. So physically, he is starting to look just like good old Tyron Smith out there. He looks strong. He looks like he can bend, he can move around and do everything that he needs to do for his position. So me, I was kind of hesitant with the thought of him coming back and just being like, okay, what kind of shape is he going to be in? Jumping back in. Especially remembering that he was kind of struggling a little bit. And I use the word struggle very lightly because it's like struggle for Tyron Smith and what you expect from him, not from the NFL in general. So I was kind of hesitant with the thought of him, Okay, what is that going to look like and is that going to mess up what they got going on right now? And now that I saw him, I'm like, oh, okay, screw it. Put him in. Let's see what he can do <laughs> yeah. out there because he looks good.
2: Yeah, I think the week of practice was really good. They were excited. They they had a plan. And I know that we've talked about it on this show leading up to. And I know that we talked about it on 105.3, the fan of kind of the timeline. And it was going to be about ramp up and then kind of get him to practice after the Colts game and then get him, you know, the Houston game, get him some of that work and then throw him in for the Jacksonville game. What will be interesting to see if it's full-on throw him into the Jacksonville game and have it – or this team has shown the ability Mm -hmm. to kind of rotate offensive linemen. Do you play him three series, Peters for three series, and then put him back in? How is that – is it going to be a full game? So that's the next step that we need to figure out, that you know, come next Monday I think we'll have a better idea of how – They're going to want to play him. I know they want to get him involved with that Jacksonville game and get him ready for that Philadelphia game. To maybe that's the game where he goes uh, full on through uh, throughout the game.
1: Yeah, it kind of feels to me like they may do the whole basketball. You see early yeah. in the season in the NBA, they kind of start figuring out the rotations. I kind of think they're going to end up doing something like that, where even at the guard position, left guard position, like you may be looking at yeah, different combinations of giving McGovern some opportunities with with Tyron when he's back, and giving Tyler Smith some opportunities with him, and then you yeah. kind of figure out what your rotation looks like and what yeah. who, what the best pairing is.
2: You know, what, it, it's it's you know you say that and it's absolutely right. I don't think I don't think Connor McGovern has done anything for him to lose his job. You know, I think Connor McGovern has. You know, the Giants game. I mean, there was a struggle on that left side. I want to say because of what the Giants were doing blitzing wise, and I don't think they had a whole hell of a lot of practice time getting ready for all the pressure they saw off that edge. I mean, they were over there both him and. You know, Tyler Smith were over there fighting their rear off to try and kind of hold things together. But you know this isn't one of those things where you just say, well, oh, thank God, they're going to put Tyler Smith in their left guard because McGovern has been poor. I don't think that's the case at all. I think they're in a situation right now, and I think that's why they're trying to kind of – they got some early look to like, okay, let's see what Tyler looks like. Maybe it might be a situation where we'll just keep McGovern at guard and – if we can work Tyler Smith in and out of the lineup occasionally, but man, I I don't think there's anything anything wrong with what uh, Connor McGovern's done at, at left. And by the way, your center's playing a lot better too. I mean, your center. Just, I think the center had his best game last week. I really really do watching him play. So uh, you know, the alliance coming together. And you're right, a little bit like a basketball trying to figure out the rotation of the team. So that
1: all being said, which way would you guys go at left guard right now? When Tyron's back, who do you think should be the guy that's out there with Tyron?
4: Um, I also think there's another element too is with the fullback, the the the, the fullback yeah, situation. Yeah, where yeah. does McGovern add something there a lot more than McEwen, or does McEwen add more because he also can play tight end and and it gives you some versatility, or he can jump in the that. kettle
2: too when they need yeah, him. You know, he's, he's the kettle jumper. Yeah, one of the yeah if McGovern, mole brothers. McGovern there.
4: It'd be an athletic move would for be. McGovern to get in there. I'd be shocked if he did. No, I think he's sneaky athletic. Yeah, uh, sneaky
2: athletic. I think it'd be a viral video of maybe some disaster, <laughs> maybe some jumping, kind of hitting the shoulder, bouncing the face off, a little bit, feet up he in the air. Get in. You know, he can, not get out. They'd have to push the kettle over get to get in, him
4: out. But does he get in and keep it upright, yeah. or does the That's whole thing lean? That's forward. what I'm saying. You, you, you kind that of you, like your foot gonna gonna gets caught bad. on
2: the edge, the lip, and now you're over the top. Yeah. And you're kind of you, fumbling around in there.
4: Do you think Peters could get in? No, no. It'd be fun. To <laughs> he see. was
2: a former tight end. It's true. So does he have a little athleticism. I'm guessing. Years
4: the... <laughs> ago. <laughs> you know,
2: it's, it, you mentioned this about the. Uh, you mentioned about the fullback stuff, but I, I just kind of feel like though, maybe this is an opportunity to give, and it's probably going to sound terrible for everybody. Maybe this is an opportunity to give Tyler Smith a little bit of a break. You know he's. You know we talk about rookie Wall and mm-hmm. McCarthy talked about it today, and you know he played the entire training camp. You know he played. He's played all season under immense pressure. I know the first five or six games there was so much pressure on him because is this kid going to bust? Has he can he play left tackle? Wait, he played left tackle at Tulsa. Well, he's, mm-hmm. he didn't play tackle at all. He played tackle. He played guard, and there was a lot of things. This might give him an opportunity maybe use him as the fullback guy some too. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a really athletic guy and we see him on the sweeps and the pulls with and strength. With strength. Yeah. Exactly. So, it it might be an opportunity for them to pull back on him a little bit and just let him kind of catch his breath. And then, and then you know, and then in, incorporate him as need be. Would you guys worry about him taking a step back if not at all. He's not playing.
4: As not at all. As well? Not at all. With
2: he's him. a young guy,
4: young smart guy. Yeah,
2: that's the thing about it. He, he, he. To be honest with you, and I'm, I'm probably speaking out of turn here. I think he might welcome it. I know he wants to play, but there might be a time where, and he knows that. Tyron Smith. Uh, I mean, he was competing at, at left guard. He wasn't competing at tackle. Mm-hmm. He was thinking, "How do I be a left guard?" And I think it's good that he's playing. I think he's. I think he's exceeded anything that we really thought about him playing. I know I did because there was. I was there, there. Really was a battle at left guard. There was a battle there, but you know between and there was a talk about McGovern. You know, probably winning that job. So I, if you if you could pull it back and give him a little break but incorporate him when you need, like you say, the the basketball rotation, or if him and McGovern kind of figure out the the fullback thing a little you know, bit.
3: Initially, I wasn't too fond of the idea of just sliding Tyler to guard and then taking out McGovern, because I'm like, okay, the least pieces that you can move around, the better if go. it's working. But then, when Nick mentioned, again, the fullback situation in McGovern, and we've seeing what that can look like before, and it has worked for the Cowboys. It got me to think, okay, that would be really interesting to see again, especially this part of the season where most teams kind of know what you're doing. You've put a lot of your stuff already on film. Now you're talking about an element that you haven't really gotten out there. You can show more new things, uh, as well as, like, yesterday we were talking about Dak in yeah. the running game. In the running game, yeah. Start doing different things. Maybe you don't want to show everything and maybe save some things for the playoffs as well. But it'd be interesting if that's the spot that and I would be interested to see if if Tyler Smith, his opinion, like would he say he, he would be wanting to move back to guard and stay there and see how he feels confident, you know, yeah. confidence wise and all that. But it's a good place to be in and to be able to be at this point of the season just kind of thinking about the different things that you can possibly do and for them to all kind of have a positive outlook.
2: You're going to have three games – well, I, I, then you take a look at Jacksonville. But I know three games where you're going to have pretty good defensive fronts. When you talk about Philadelphia, Tennessee, and then also you know with the Commanders at the end of the year. You know, I mean, that's – to me, I think you kind of that—that would be the thing. Do you do you feel good enough about Tyler Smith playing left guard against those those tackles that you're probably going to have to face in those you know in those games? Yeah. You know, do you feel good enough? I mean, do you, or would you want the experience of McGovern in there? You know, uh, but I mean, the, nothing against either one of those guys that, on that left side. I, I think they've done a really nice job. Your right tackle's done a nice job. Your center's done a nice job. I mean they they talk about continuity but this team can afford to get away with it a little bit you know good all right let's uh let's go actually we're going to take our first
1: break when we come back from break uh we got some questions lined up from from fans out there if you guys want to call us you can also call us 888-855-2297 again 888-855-2297 we'll be right back dallascowboys.com radio
6: Back to the break.
4: James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys Fan of the Year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game, and now he needs your help to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year. Presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash fan of the year. Welcome back. It is the
1: second segment of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment presented by Blockchain.com. Let's take some questions from the fans out there. We got a question first from Doraco Rico. He says, Will James Washington play this Sunday? What are we
4: what are we hearing about James Washington and his return? I think mean, he's gonna play. All right. He's gonna play. I talked to him yesterday. He's 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 ready to go. Are you excited? Yeah, he's excited. And also he 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 told me, he was like that well, you know he doesn't know all of the routes obviously yet. I mean, because he hasn't practiced a whole lot, but expect him in his speed. He's a down the field threat guy. I think when you see him out there, he'll have some. He'll take some shots down the field, and that's something that we really haven't seen
3: yeah.
4: uh, a lot of here. You know, lately with with you know, they don't throw it down the field a lot.
1: Are you shocked that they haven't done that more with Cooper? I mean, uh, with Gallup because <laughs> Gallup is a guy that. Throughout his career, he and Dak have had, I think yeah. more than any other receiver on this team, they've had that kind of chemistry. Well, they'll take those shots with Gallup and he'll come down with the ball in a lot of those situations. Have you been surprised they haven't done that more?
2: No, because I kind of feel like that there that, that that there's still some concerns about his knee. Mm. You know, that and that's how that's how Washington got hurt. His foot got hurt, he got a vertical route on the left side, ball goes up, he gets tangled up, and then now he breaks his foot. So I think there's some things that I think that Gallup is getting confident. Don't get me wrong about that. I just don't know if they want to expose him to him going all the way down the field and going up for ball and getting tangled up and coming down funny. Mm-hmm. I, it could be a little bit about the confidence factor there. I think that I think the more that he plays, the better he feels about his his knee, and they've they've done a great job. Him and Britt Brown of coming back healthy and all that. But I just don't know if they want to expose that. But we'll see with Washington. You're right. I mean, that's a guy that, you know, back in the day, he was a vertical player until Ben Roethlisberger became washed, (laughs) you know. And then that's, you know, once he was washed, they weren't throwing the ball down the field anymore. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know what it is about him. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope Washington gets out there and starts doing some things. I felt really, really bad on how things went down. I mean, he started training camp and – since the moment he got there, he was like he was dealing with something. He kept going out there, trying to fight it off, and then it just progressively got to the point where he, he was out and, and had to go through the never surgery.
2: saw him him and Tolbert and those guys during the OTAs or the mini camps yeah. or anything like that. You never saw him and then he got to training camp and basically the first day he got hurt. And so people on Twitter are asking me, What do you expect from Washington? I'm like, I don't know. I've seen him practice one time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of I mean, I know what he was at Pittsburgh, but are you expecting the same thing here? I, I I like the fact that Nick has talked about that. Maybe you'll see some downfield throws. You know that that seems like a pretty good way to kind of uh, you know get a guy going again.
3: Yeah, and and from watching him at practice, and I trust the scouts. Obviously, he has talent. He wouldn't be here if he didn't. But th- there's just something about him and like his physique and body type that I'm that just doesn't match with, with I guess, my prototype for what I would like in a wide receiver. And I just, ha- I just have – that's why me personally, I don't see it. When people say, why is there not that much excitement? Me personally, I just don't see him being, I guess, that athletic or making those type of catches that you would be, like, super impressed with. But, again, he's here for a reason. So I'm just battling with that with – me, what I personally like in a wide receiver versus what he actually looks like. Uh, health-wise, he's moving around pretty well, and he looks ready to go. And we've been saying it. it seems like he's been ready to go for he's a while. He's been ready for a while, He yeah. just hasn't been fully, I guess, given the green light. But hopefully we will get to see it this weekend and, and finally see what he can actually do.
1: All right, let's take a phone call from Stan in Orange, Texas. Stan, what up?
2: How you doing, guys? How you doing? Hey. Happy birthday, Anbar. Thank you. Hey, I just had a quick question. Do you think uh, the Cowboys have a a package or two for Turpin and they're just not showing it?
6: They're waiting for the playoffs, maybe the Eagles? Uh, I just think the guy's electrifying and he could really give a spark here and there. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate the call.
2: McCarthy was asked about that today, and he he said, yeah, we haven't seen much. Because the question came up about Turpin playing, really, he's been playing the full year because of the USFL stuff. And so, yeah, I kind of felt like coming out of the bye that they would have, this would be an opportunity for them to sit down and incorporate some ideas of how they want to play with Turpin. And I I do. I think you're going to have some games at the end. You're absolutely going to have to win Philadelphia, Titans, maybe the commanders that that game is all going to probably be for some type of positioning and that's when you break out those plays yeah. that's when you break out those plays on third down that you maybe you have some type of, and I know I'm not going to use the word screen because this team can't screen worth a damn <laughs> but they're going to do something to kind of figure out how to get the ball in his hands i think i, I they absolutely got stuff for him.
4: they have to and and you know i think this week's going to be a big week for him I, i'm 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 predicting um a touchdown for him on uh, maybe even on offense but but definitely uh, a punt return. I think they're going to make him punt a lot. I think Houston punts a lot in this game. Yeah. Field position is going to be important. I think they, they, you know, you've been noticing they don't kick it deep to him that much. They, they they angle away from him. That's why I think he's an underrated weapon on this team. He's done a really nice job. But I do think he gets chances this week. I think he takes one of the house.
1: All right, we're going to get a call from Marquise in uh, in Virginia. Marquise, what up?
6: Hey, how y'all doing, Breakthrough? Good, um, how you doing? I'm good. I think Tyron... Of course, going back to left, I think Tyler should go to left guard. I think if a three-year guy, three- or four-year guy in McGovern is battling with a rookie, I don't think that's a competition. So I think if he got all this upside that people wanted to keep him at that tackle, it should be easy to move him over to guard you know, and let him build there. Because I really think that was coach beat regarding him not actually beating out McGovern in training camp. I think they wanted the rookie to earn it. And that's why they kept saying that. But I think if Tyrone would have been healthy, Tyler would have been right beside him when the season started. So that's my thoughts.
4: Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for the call. I mean, they went through all of training camp. Yeah. And, and he hadn't beaten them out yet. Cool. And so, um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying in um, the off season. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get it. If it's offseason, let's play t- Tyler and, and let's build him because, yeah, he's going to, you know. But it's not like a third-year vet is, is, like, old. I mean like he's he's still kind of developing as well. McGovern is developing too. But you got to play the the guy that'll keep Dak Prescott upright. You got to face the guy against Philly or whoever, Tennessee, you know, Jacksonville, all all these teams. You got to face you got to put the best left guard that knows what he's doing and understands what this guy's doing and what we need to do. And if it's not Tyler Smith to tomorrow, then he'll be okay. Yeah. Right? The, this coaching staff this co- this offensive line everything this is about this year it's not about the future so yeah he might be better at some point but it's not today if well, that's, that's the case i think
2: that's very well said and you know and and coaches get into a mode too where they what they do it's about the trust yeah. and not that they don't you know it's not that they fully don't trust tyler smith is they they do trust connor McGovern. and i think there was a time where connor McGovern was not the favorite of of Joe Philbin. Mm-hmm. I think Connor McGovern has worked in the offseason, has built himself up, has gotten better as he's you know, as he's played. And I think Joe Philbin now respects him. I think Joe Philbin likes him. I, I I think initially there wasn't a time. That wasn't a Joe Philbin guy. You know, that was somebody else's guy. So I I kind of feel like that that uh that they're gonna go with the guy that they feel the most comfortable with, and that's not a slam on Tyler Smith. It's just that Everything that Nick just said is absolutely right about, you know, knowing what to do, playing the position, being comfortable there, and you know, and and going forward.
4: I mean, just just look at the Odell thing. I mean, the whole uh, situation is about this year. Yeah, we're not worried about it next year. Oh, we'll worry about next year. Next year, we're worried about this year.
3: Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, do you think? And we know that. I mean, on O line, it's not really an area where you are constantly rotating guys or anything. It's but, not ideal, right? <laughs> but. Is there any concern, or how highly, or percentage wise, concern as to Tyrone Smith getting re injured mm. at some point? And in that instance, I mean, is it like, okay, you just keep him in, see how far he can take? Yes. You, or do you try to ease? his load by just maybe and again you don't rotate guys really there but could this be a scenario where maybe that's something you would even try to do where you now rotate him with a guy like tyler smith
2: yeah i mean i think that i think you're onto something though i think early maybe even in the jacksonville game Mm -hmm. that when they get him back it might be a rotating system and then you determine like okay everything's cool everything's good full on let's go against philadelphia He's the starter at left tackle, and if they play 75 plays, he's going to play all 75 plays. That's your hope. But, yeah, I, I think there's some there's some thought about getting him acclimated, and that Jacksonville game might give you the opportunity to rotate him a little bit until you kind of figure out that's what he needs to do.
4: I think you're 100% right about that because that's really what happened in training camp. If you yeah. think about it, they didn't move – uh, they didn't completely move Tyler Smith there. They wanted Connor McGovern to get some left guard reps because to protect themselves, yeah. if and when something happened to Tyron uh, Smith. Yeah. So that's why they both kind of did some things there. So I don't think you can go full blown like Tyler. Tyron's the, the guy that left. You know, can someone get a nickname? I mean, God, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith. <laughs> yeah. Well, old, see now you old wonder, guy, young guy. <laughs> you
2: wonder though if they would go back to Tyler Smith or now is this is Jason Peters the guy?
1: Yeah, if Tyron, if Tyron is if Tyron, not, in, if Tyron's not pacing, in, yeah.
2: is it Jason Peters the guy that's going to play the left tackle spot? Point point ty- when
3: did we get to a point where we got this many options to play? <laughs> no, it's a good problem to have. No, by the is. way, We've
2: a really been great been problem. To but have. they need they, they you know they've kind great. they've kind of set it up to where if if something happens to Tyron Smith, that Jason Peters is yeah. the left tackle.
1: Yeah. The yeah. way it's set up. But let me ask you this, Amber, I got the impression you guys right? took it a little took the answer a little differently than the way I thought you were asking. The way I thought you were asking was not necessarily easing him back in, but even going beyond that, going to the Philly game and the Titans game and maybe even into the playoffs, do you keep rotating him in and out, tiring in and out mm-hmm. in order to lessen his load and hopefully keep him healthy? Is and that the, the way you're asking it? Yes. And okay. at the
3: same time you're keeping a guy like Tyler Smith ready in case something happens like you're not just let's say if he doesn't move to guard you you keep him active and out there rather than giving him let's say three weeks off where he's not playing see i right. was
1: so, I, what are you, I, so what are your thoughts on see, that i was willing I was, willing I to, was willing i was that.
2: willing to give him a little bit of a mental and physical break that's what i was thinking about mm. because if you know it, it, i don't know i don't think it's necessarily cut and dry yet what they're going to do at left guard I don't. Yeah. I, I I. but I, I but I have a feeling if something happens to Tyron Smith, it's sounds like they're getting Jason Peters ready to play left tackle, which to me I'm like, wait a minute, Tyler Smith played the majority think, of the whole year, you know?
4: I think everything you guys are saying comes down to how he plays, because when yeah. anytime you rotate players or in any any sport, if there's a huge drop off then obviously you don't do it that much and i think we have to just see how tyron plays if tyron smith plays at a high high level and he is a much better player than tyler smith i don't think you'll see that that often but i the, think the rotation i don't think you see the rotation that often if yeah. it's a big big change
1: but but would you but i think that's the question she's asking would do you, you consider doing that because cuz at other positions maybe you would consider it more i think the point she's making is offensive line obviously they don't typically do that but because this player is has the injury history that he does does it make sense for the cowboys and we've seen they've had, they've done it more than you see most teams do it when it comes to rotating an offensive lineman do you think they should have a game plan where they say, we're gonna play Tyron, but we're only gonna play him for a certain number of snaps per game because we're trying to make sure that he stays healthy throughout I, this run?
2: I would do it Jacksonville. against Jacksonville. I wouldn't do it a, against. If, if, if against he Tony. shows me that he could play and he's capable of playing, I'm gonna ride him until they set, yeah. You're gonna ring every little morsel no, no, you can no, get no, out no. of it. I, I get and, it. And I, and I and I and I you're right though. There yeah. there is a there is an injury history there. And you're just hoping that he can get through this next month and then through the playoffs. That's what you're really yeah. but if it happens, once that happens, then I'm like put Tyler Smith back at left tackle, put McGovern at left guard and go play and, you still and, and, and yeah. don't worry and now in the offseason we'll talk about what we're going to do with Tyron Smith.
4: Yeah, got to remember though coming out of the Jacksonville game, you have back-to-back short weeks. You've yeah. got a 6 days yeah. before the Eagles game and then you've got 5 days before the Titans game. So yeah. that's that's rare for an NFL schedule to yeah. have back-to-back a one short week and then a shorter week to follow it up. So some of this stuff all, everybody's got to be ready to go for things yeah. like that.
1: And that might be also another reason why you say maybe Tyron doesn't play the full scope in yeah. both of those games right. because you might say, hey, we got those back-to-back short weeks. He may need a little more time to get yep. ready, so we might want to mix those those reps up a little bit between all those guys. Once again, great problem to have. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got more questions rolling in. Call us, 888-855-2297. This is The Break. The
0: season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning.
4: Back to the break. The NFL is back in Las Vegas with the reimagined Pro Bowl games. It's also back with the Raiders. But also, the Pro Bowl and the roster is in your hands. Vote now and see your favorite players compete like never before. Text VOTE to... 635 635 or visit NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Games Vote. Welcome
1: back. Final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We got some questions we're going to roll through here in the final segment. And then at the end of the segment, we're going to get the much anticipated predictions of what we think will happen this weekend Cowboys versus. <laughs> Why does that look? Brian no, looks thought, at me over his glasses, like what? No, <laughs> I, I just—I was
2: thinking you were going to say something that we're going to get the penalty shootout again between Brazil and Croatia. Is that what we're watching here? We're getting close again. It's going to be—it's one to we one. Might, and we might, might, they might, they got yeah. there in
1: plus minutes.
2: We're all which about. I don't
1: understand. Yeah, we're
2: all no about the. Yeah, we got two we minutes add. of added time here in a one-one yeah. game. But yeah, the, the predictions—that'll be yeah.
1: interesting. Yeah, this yeah. Week. I'm sure we got lots of great predictions. Nobody uh, both of these scores
4: have happened in extra time. That's correct. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Is that that rare?
4: Well, they went 90 minutes and nobody scored. And and so they went to overtime. And they don't do overtime like Sudden Death. It's just you play a 30 minutes.
1: Sounds like Tampa Bay on uh, Monday night. So they both scored. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's get back to it. We got a call from Brandon in Las Vegas. Brandon, what up? What's going on,
6: guys? So just a quick question here. Um, When it comes to the Cowboys, it seems like when they have, and I hope I'm not nitpicking here, and Nick has kind of touched on it for years, if I'm not mistaken, They'll find plays and they'll run plays that work and they'll have some success with them. And then they feel like they're outsmarting everyone. Don't put those plays in the tuck and they won't run them anymore, specifically the lead draw. Against the NFC North teams, they had a lot of success running the lead draw against, I don't know if it was against, just because it was. A, they were getting a certain look from the fronts that the NFC North teams were playing, but they had a lot of success running that and I just wonder why they don't run the lead draw as much as you would think they would when they have success with it. It was one of the staple plays in the early 90s and it's still a great running play. And if I could piggyback off that real quick, one of my favorite plays that the Cowboys would run, and I'm not for sure if it was under Bill Callahan, but they would run this, uh, they would pull Tyron Smith through the A gap. And he would get upfield, he would go get the linebacker, go get the safety, whoever was in the in the hole at that time, and they don't even run that play anymore. And it was a really successful play why do you and think Tyron Smith can still move.
4: Well that, that that's the question. I mean I thanks for the call. I mean I, that that's that's the big question right there about why doesn't that guy you know, why doesn't Tyron Smith I mean if you watch him play even practice, I mean he's gotta get elbow pads and, and, and all this, he's he looks like a robot out there and so To get him on the move, I don't think he does that as much. That's probably my reason of why you don't see him doing that as much.
1: Yeah, and the question also becomes, even if he – could, with his injury history, at some point do you say we don't want to put him at risk because yeah. when he's doing that kind of stuff, there's probably a little more risk of injury. Wham the nose. Yeah, wham the nose. That's exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> wham the nose. Like it's it, there's, there's more of a chance of injury. So there are lots of things that factor into why an offensive coordinator would say, hey, let's not do this as much anymore or let's do more of this. I don't think it's as simple as just, well, it worked before, so let's just keep doing it. I think there are a lot of factors involved.
2: It's a technique that Bill teaches. It's a reach technique. Instead of reaching flat, he teaches to reach, take your foot, reach for depth, and then the angle will get you back up the field. Instead of going flat and just getting flattened out, he teaches depth, and then the depth opens your hips, and then gets you around the up the field. So what happens to you is, like I say, you just don't keep pushing flat, 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 and then there's the defender has that opportunity. Depth allows you that defender's kind of in the like, oh, I don't feel that tackle. Now, the tackle's in a position with this angle to cut that playoff. It's just a technique thing that Bill used to teach. He'd actually do it on the backside, too. Doug Free would do it, too, mm-hmm. on some of the stuff that they would have. So it's just something that they do. The draw stuff is really all about fronts. It's about mm-hmm. the front. If you have a front that's really aggressive and plays gaps, that they're, they're you know, like. This this team the the Texans are a slant team and you know and we've talked about Rod Marinelli because of Lovie Smith is a disciple of Rod Marinelli they'll play gaps. So you'll see guys jumping in gaps, you know, and trying to quickly get into those gaps. So sometimes though those draw plays don't work as well against those teams if you have teams that play two gap then you can kind of hold them at the line, and they're trying to, they're looking for the ball. And they're trying to, and then they're thinking pass rush, so they're trying to get up the field, and that's where you pop the draw on them, stuff like that. So depending on if you have teams that are aggressive, that sometimes that could disrupt your draw. But if you have teams that play a little two gap or kind of they mm-hmm. they're looking for where the ball is, and then they're saying, oh, there it is, and then they're thinking pass, so that now they rush, and then the ball goes right by them. That's that's really the kind of the difference there. One was a technique thing, and the other was like when teams play two gap against you.
1: All right. Next question from Noah Brown. He says, "How much, if anything, can we expect?" <laughs> i on
2: the former... bench this week, right?
1: <laughs> How much, if anything, can so we expect from yeah. former Vikings cornerback Mackenzie Alexander?
2: I talked to some teams about him that know him very, very well, and kind of got a little bit of a thumbnail about him. He's a he is an inside player only, like a slot corner. Mm. Kind of grabby, kind of uh handsy kind of a player, seven year vet he's 5'10", and you know ninety two pounds, I think is what he is, but everybody I've talked to about him is he's a guy that's capable of playing in the slot that's what he does the best. You put him on the outside it's not as as good as when you play him inside. Guys felt like around the league he still had something left, you know, but he he was he got an injury settlement, I believe in Miami in September. Didn't do anything until he got put on the practice squad with the Cowboys. So he's probably been dealing with a little bit of trying to get healthy and get things going back. But really, just a slot player only. Maybe that's something that they're yeah. looking at
4: for their team. And you really want to have a, a backup guy there. I mean, Deron Bland's done it and he's done it well and he keeps getting better and better. But uh, you do want a, a guy, you know, and maybe he's the call up on, on game day where, you know, you could play some special teams, but also like if anything were to happen in the game, because I don't think Joseph's a guy that you could slide in there. I don't think Nishon Wright can do it. Yeah. Uh, you, you need a, a veteran guy who can do it.
1: Question from Charlie Hill. How concerned are you about the secondary at this point?
4: Not Sunday. I'm not really concerned. On I'm just Sunday. in general, going Generally, down going down the stretch right. without the two cornerbacks when, that you started the season I with. I think you've got a great corner. I think you have an all pro corner and Trayvon Diggs. Yep. And most teams don't have two really good receivers. And so he can he can match up. He he's shown that. Philly has two good receivers, yeah. and that's a team you're gonna have to face. I think San Francisco's got some teams to uh, play, uh receivers as well. If you have to face Tampa Bay, that could be a challenge. So when you, uh, yeah, Minnesota it, maybe Minnesota, Minnesota yeah.
2: the Commanders, everybody but the Giants. If the Giants were to get in, they don't really have the receivers that you would have. Does to,
4: Washington have another one that you? I mean, because McLaurin and, and hasn't really done much on digs, but is there another guy? They have the kid that for, they drafted from Penn State. Dotson, oh yeah, Dodson. Dodson he's, yeah, he's, he's coming on too. Yeah. Samuel, they got him. so I, I Even just Seattle. Did you say Seattle? No, I, I didn't say Seattle, but, but yeah, they got two. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. So that's I think when you, when you're facing some corners, I mean, some some teams that have uh, different different weapons there. Yeah, I think it's something to look at and see if if what Joseph does, what what these corners do here in the next few weeks. This is where Dan
2: Quinn owned, uh, is going to get his money. I mean, if he can find, figure out way he knows, what he's got. Potentially at corner, he knows, he like Nick says, he's got an all-pro in one end. And he knows that teams are not going to attack the all-pro. They're going to attack the other guys, whoever you line up over on the other side. So Quinn's going to have to figure out ways to mask what he's got over there, whether it's through coverage, whether he rolls guys up, whether he puts guys over the top, whether he brackets, where he buzzes linebackers out in the flat. He's going to have to figure out ways to help uh, Joseph play in these games. He know he, he knows he can leave digs by himself, and he'll be fine. Don't worry about that. All the other resources in the secondary need to be talked or focused on Joseph or whoever plays that left corner for the Cowboys.
3: I trust Dan Quinn, but I don't trust the timetable. So I don't trust the timing and, and, and what's left for a guy like Kelvin Joseph to be able to grow into what the Cowboys need him to be. So that's the biggest concern there for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is gonna I, I I personally I am quite concerned about it just because I think it's not just the loss of Anthony Brown. I mean you've got Jordan Lewis also who yeah. I think people have forgotten about. Right. So really you're down to the fourth cornerback right. and the fifth cornerback. I think Deron Bland is a really good cornerback. I do think though he is young and inexperienced and you start playing teams that are have more experienced receivers with better quarterbacks like you will in the playoffs, I think that could still be a challenge. And then, obviously, Kelvin Joseph being out there. So I am very concerned about it. I want to see how well they adapt to this. Maybe they step up to the challenge. Maybe Dan Quinn finds a way to limit their liability. I think all those things are possible. But until I see it, that's an area of concern for me. All right, let's get to it. Let's uh, figure out what you guys think is going to happen this weekend, Cowboys versus Texans. Let's start with you, Nick.
4: Um, I think Dallas is just way better. Um, I I think that in the fourth quarter or second half, I I think Houston will probably – a little points there make some plays i don't think it'll be completely like dominant like you know 30 40 point win i got 34 16 i forgot what i said on the radio but i think it's like 34 16 that's what yep. i'm looking at
1: amber
3: uh i think it goes over the 40 again <laughs> uh i think this is a perfect game for them to do so i think the defense going to be on fire but i do think that something's going to happen on Kelvin Joseph's side where he's gonna do something and that would allow for at least a touchdown or some type of score whether it's a field goal or an actual touchdown for for Houston. But Cowboys this is gonna be a blowout. Twenty eight to
2: nine. That's what yeah. this is gonna be. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys could go again in the 30s or 40s, like Amber always talks about. Just kind of feel like that they'll get their four touchdowns, they'll figure out a way to play defense. Davis Mills probably won't do very much to you. You need to hold the running game in check, but I could see some mistakes along the way. I could see the Texans having to kick field goals. they got a good field goal kicker. You know, maybe they don't get in the red zone, like, you know, or finish off drive, so... 28-9 28-9 to nine with the Cowboys today.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I think I agree with everybody here. I, I do think by halftime, though, I think we're going to be doing a lot of what everybody was doing last week where they're like, man, what's going on? Why, why is this team blown out yet? Um, and I think once you get to that point, halftime will happen. The Cowboys will get rolling. I think the final score is 41-9. I think it's another 40-point <laughs> game for them. Uh, again, I just think I just think once they figure it out and start rolling – I, I The better teams have not been able to stop the Cowboys once yeah. they start rolling. So I, I expect them to get rolling at some point. I just don't know when that's going to happen because the Cowboys get slow starts. And I do think this Texas team will be as excited as they possibly can and will throw out everything they can possibly throw out and throw at the Cowboys this week to try to get this win. It just won't be enough. They're just not as yeah. good a team. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. Let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick when Brian brought us Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
2: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!